let's talk about a little game called Near Automata. A little game. A little game. Uh, Near Automata was released, uh, produced, directed by Yokotaro in uh, 2017. Correct. Uh, 2017 also saw the release of Breath of the Wild. Persona 5. Persona 5. Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, God, of, God of War was 2018. God of yeah. War was 2018. Okay. Uh, so but I remember because when Near Automata came out and I first picked it up, this is a week before Persona 5 came out. And my vacation was during Persona 5's release. So I picked up Near Automata kind of on a whim, like... You know, I had, I had no idea what it was about. I haven't seen any trailers. I didn't know anything about the gameplay or the characters or anything like that. I was just like, this looks like my up my alley. I'm a big fucking weeb. I like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like anime. I like JRPGs. I like action games. I'm like, shit, I'll give this a shot. And boy, howdy. Did it exceed expectations? <laughs> yeah, so we'll let you know when the spoilers start, uh, but a brief history on this game. It is part of the Drakengard series. Very uh, loosely. I very loosely. Share some themes, uh, and then if you asked, of course, the, the creator of the game, I'm sure he would say, oh, no, there's, come on, you get this stuff in Drakengard 1. That's echoed in Nier Automata. Yeah. Uh, but this game is a sequel to a game that didn't do very well, but that got cult status called Nier on the PS3 and 360. In Japan, this game, you played as a young anime spiky-haired boy. In North America, they turned him into a grizzled, ugly-as-hell father uh, figure for the main character. We won't talk too much about Near One, although I will say it was a game that I played back in the day, and while the story and uh, the way it is told is very intriguing, the gameplay leaves a little to be desired in that it is a lot of fetch quests, uh, JRPG fishing, looting monsters, uh, trying to... I need one more board thing to finish this quest... Uh, and that kind of turned a lot of people off from it. But the and people who stuck in to that game and got to the end of it, much like it. Nier Automata, uh, really it. saw the scope of it yeah. and, and that, what was trying to be done. And that's yeah. why when they're making Automata, they're like, let's get Platinum Games to do the actual gameplay. Yeah. Because goddamn, they make some fun fucking games. So, so in scope, both of these games uh, are massive in terms of the themes they're going for the in terms of thing. what yeah what they want to uh convey convey to the care to the to the player uh but and not the, just that but also yeah. uh the gameplay elements how it tells story through them it's very ambitious in that regard yes. how near automata seamlessly changes genres between a bullet hell shooter a game like Ride into a third-person action adventure yes. game like Del May Cry. So the while the money doesn't appear to be on screen when you're playing the game, the money exists where it needs to, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, what the game's strong suit is, but basically, this game had a demo came out that was 45 minutes long, and if you died during the demo, that was it. There was no checkpointing in the demo, so. To get to the end of this demo was whatever, and the thing that shined there, of course, was the gameplay. The fact that it was a really competent uh, third-person action game, character action game, like a Devil May Cry, as you said. Plus had these bullet hell segments when you fight the boss in that, and those all those the orbs are coming towards you, and your pod can shoot back and stuff like that. Yep. So that's a little unique. This demo was cool. People were challenged by it because of the, the idea of the checkpointing. But it didn't really tell you at all what that game what was they, about. Yeah, as far um, as you know, as far as the demo goes, if you just play the demo, you'd yeah. be like, oh, this just kill so, the robots action venture. Apparently a big thing for Yokotaro is is the uh, agency of the player and that he hates that most video games players assume they are supposed to kill swaths of enemies and they're fine with it. And the entire point of Nier Automata is to basically be like, hey, why don't you think about that next time? 
Uh, and that's where we'll we'll get down here. So at its at its core, what do we have here? It is the far distant post-apocalyptic future. Aliens have come to Earth. They have employed machines to wipe out the human race. The, humans the, have retreated to the, to the moon. moon. The few remaining humans have retreated to the moon, and they have created androids. Uh, known as the Yorha, to go fight the machines and take back the Earth at some point in this endless conflict from these machines and aliens. You play as 2B, who is yes. an assault unit for the Yorha, who is an android, and you are joined by 9S, who is a support unit slash hacker that joins 2B on her adventures. Yes. And you can't really say much beyond that without getting into spoilers, but that's the initial setup of the game anyway. Right. So everybody involved in the conflict from Go is a, uh, uh, a is a fake life form. You have androids and you have machines. Yes. And that's all you kind of are presented with. Yes, the aliens and yeah. the humans are faceless. You do never you never see them in person. Right. So right off the bat, uh, the game is kind of slowly pulling back a curtain on things. And uh, when you realize these things are happening, it's kind of different for everyone. Everyone will have a different aha moment in this game, uh, which is crazy. But the idea that they are robots means that their uh, consciousness, whatever, these characters can die and technically still live on through their memories, let's say. Yes. So even in the opening scene, 9S and backs up 2B's memory, but unfortunately deletes his own. Yes, but this is also shown through gameplay. Every time yes. you load in the game or you travel between the bunker, which is the place near the moon where the right. units are, to Earth, you're not traveling. You're sending your memory, consciousness, your consciousness another yeah. to another model that's the same body. There's an existential moment where you unlock the fast travel and you realize that Oh, every time I fast travel, I'm not the same body. Yeah. I'm, I'm a new body with all my abilities and my weapons, but I am not the same thing I used to be. What am I? Yes. Uh, and that's why we'll get into spoilers uh, with this game. Yeah. So, the, the start of the game basically has you traveling to different uh, camps of robots, some of which have been disconnected from the quote-unquote network, network and are living on their own. Yes. Uh, 9S is immediately, in the first boss fight, the boss is talking to you. Uh, and 2B's like, what's that about? Robots, don't, machines don't fucking talk. They don't think. They don't know anything. Are we talking about the first boss fight? Talking about the very first boss fight. Are we fight? talking about uh, not the beginning with the with, near the factory? We're talking about Adam and Eve, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about the very first boss. He talks to you. He does. Just briefly. And 9S says, that's crazy. Machines don't talk. Right. Immediately after yeah, that, yeah, you're right. uh, it becomes really apparent that, oh, these There's machines... There's something else going on here. Something else going on here. These machines are... Uh, seem to be sentient. Seem to nine uh, S keeps repeating to two B that anything the machines say are, are coincidental. Anything they're saying is completely random. And if it has to do with the situ situation you find yourself in, that's a coincidence because the machines can't think. They don't yes. have agency in that way. So, like after you're done the first initial uh, opening at the factory, right. that's basically the demo. the fucking you're... OST hits you yeah. like a brick sack right. of potatoes. God damn! We'll get into the soundtrack in a bit. <laughs> Uh, but you get sent down to the main city of ruins where you have to go to the resistance camp that yes. also has other non-Yorha androids right. chilling there. But before you get there, there's just random robots wandering around. There's machines just wandering the earth. And your first instinct, and I don't know about you, but I definitely did this, was, all right, more robots. Fuck Chop them, them up. up. Yeah. Yep. So I yep. did. And you don't realize till later that if you don't fucking show any aggression, these robots don't do anything. They no. just walk past you. Most of the enemies in the game are not aggressive towards you as the character. Uh, and even when you attack them, sometimes rarely fight back. There'll be yes. units that do fight back and units that don't. Yes. So what's that about? 
if these machines can't think and don't know anything and, any, and all of their actions are random when they're not connected to the network, what's going on? Uh, so the There's OST... so much to unpack with this Yes, we're, this is going to be a two-parter. We're going into next week with this game. But uh, I think we ba- barely get to the end of Route A with what we're discussing right now and then we're going to have to visit back. But the yeah. OST, uh, a lot of vocals... Uh, which initially just vocals, yeah. they went beyond what anybody could have asked for from an OST. They have typically, I shouldn't say always, but typically three versions of every song yes. game. They have a calm, so when you're not in combat and you're just walking around, they have a vocal version of that, which is usually a more, I shouldn't say aggressive, but more uh, dynamic. Yeah. Theme, but with vocals on top, and then they have the regular dynamic theme, which is like if I was in combat in the desert, right. I would have the dynamic. So the second of the two themes of the three themes you're talking about are usually reserved for the end of a mission. Yes. So if something happens and you're kind of taken in, what fucked up thing just happened to you? Because a lot of the side quests in this game are basically existential crises. Yeah. Uh, it plays that second version of the song, and you're just kind of like, hmm. And it's we can get artsy about it. It's when two B is experiencing emotion. Yes. That's when that second theme plays. And to be doesn't experience emotion. She's a killer android. No, and she and <laughs> so she goes, er, her, and this will be for a later part yeah. when we get more into it. She's purposely acting that way because she kind of has to. Yes. Um, yeah, the OST is unbelievable. I don't think this is news to anybody. I think anybody who's even dabbled a little bit yeah. in modern modern knows that it's one of the most well-received Misconception that the language in the game is like German or French or something. It's completely it is, made it up. It is a made-up language that's a, an amalgam of, I believe, French and Japanese primarily that was like... If there was a future language 1,000 years from now, what does it sound like? And someone's like, maybe like this? And it's haunting. Like, yes. the vocals are... It, I, yes. I urge you to go out and look up Memories of Dust uh, vocals. It's one of the best songs in the soundtrack, in my opinion. Yeah. Not to mention Way oh, of the World. Hit, just hit City, City Ruins, Ruins, even. The City yeah, Ruins City theme. Ruins is fucking awesome. Uh, so, Robot Orgy. Let's talk about it. Okay, but first... Because <laughs> um, that's like... Because uh, the first... Like, there's an excellent video we listened to about this, but the first robots yeah. you encounter during... Our the... whole morning was getting re-bummed out yeah. about near <laughs> by, by watching So, things. the first group of robots that you encounter in the game, which is during the opening segment at the machine factory... Yeah. Uh, they're very barbaric, animalistic. It's the... It's... If you could say that in relation to humans, it's their basic instinct. Yeah. It's... They are being attacked. They are defending themselves. Yes. They are defending yeah. themselves. Survival. When you go into this desert area, you're experiencing the second main group, I would say, right. of robots. So, so the Orha exist on a satellite bunker called the Bunker, uh, which is where the androids are deployed from. So after uh, 9S is initially killed in the opening in the factory we just spoke yeah. of, uh, him and 2B are once again uh, assigned to go check out this desert and check out these these robots. Go on. <laughs> um, so the robots in this desert seem to have adapted and evolved a little bit further from the previous robots we encountered in the machine factory. These ones have another instinct to them, and that is, you could say, fear. They recognize the danger that these androids, 2B9S, present, uh, present, and being self-aware robots knowing that they'll get shit-canned if they attempt to fight them, some of them run away. Yeah. It's only when they have no choice to run that they attack you. Um, and that's very interesting. They're different from the last group of robots. Right. Um, it's not stated outright whether these gro- robots are also disconnected from the network or not. Yep. But in any case, you're chasing one particular one that keeps running away from you that seemingly you cannot catch up to. And eventually, yes, you happen upon a robot orgy. Yep. <laughs> uh, so the robots in question that you, you come upon in these desert ruins or whatever seem to be 
they, they seem to be thriving. They're existing, but they're also desperately trying to imitate human yes, behavior. Yes, and like specifically a family unit and reproduction at this point. So yes. these, these robots are having an orgy, yeah. and it's it's the first of many fucked up things it's that happen. It's fucking in this haunting. Game. <laughs> uh, and then you, what's your job? You have to kill Chop them. Chop them up. Yeah, that's, so, that's why you exist. Yeah, uh, the robots start chanting at you that this cannot continue or whatever. Uh, you chop them all up. They jump into a giant pile and make what looks like a man. An artificial womb that yeah. creates what could only be yeah, surmised as a man with no junk. Yes. Um, he's very <laughs> naked, but there is no no bits. Uh, he, does he identify himself as Adam at this point? Yes. The first man. Or I guess he doesn't say, all right, I am Adam. But he starts out like a, like a bumbling child almost, yeah. very defenseless. And once again, what do you do with this kind of thing that happened just in front of you? Well, you, you, you attack it. it. Yeah. yeah. So you attack it. It's a it, video game. <laughs> but he keeps adapting, evolving, and growing, not through years or weeks. It's instantaneous. Yeah. He's continually going it's almost like the machines are trying to create a human a like a figurehead right and in some ways they achieve that so eventually they both do get the final blow on this adam character but all this does is create another human looking machine that comes out of him and picks up the dead one and they basically just leave yeah. as the whole place comes crumbling adam down. and eve as it adam were. and eve Listen. except both are dudes there are a few uh, on-the-nose naming conventions in this game, uh, but I don't want to say it earns them, but they aren't they aren't consequential other than to make you think just based on the name. So these machines trying to make humans, yes. and what would you call the first two humans you make? Yeah. Adam and Eve. Sure. Yeah. That's what they call themselves, mind you. I think they refer to themselves as that, right? Yeah. Uh, so those two guys, F off, uh, and already your, your perception... Of what is maybe going on here is and, is skewed. You and don't know. Nine S. Yeah. Um, up until this point, by the way, Nine S is I shouldn't say like uh, defiant, but he's very curious. He's yes. very naive, so he likes to question things that are happening. So he continues to ask to be like, "What the hell is that? Robots can't do that, or I should say, machines. Sorry, yeah. machines can't do that." To be being the very mission-focused loyalist she is, or I shouldn't even say loyalist due to her opening lines of the game, yeah. where she seems very pissed off at something. Um, <laughs> she's just like, whatever, we have to forget about it. Like, our mission's yes. to do this thing, let's just fucking do it. Um, and that's when you leave the desert ruins. Uh, next up, uh, you're asked to go to an amusement park to also find some, some machines that have been disconnected. Uh, and we'll kind of wrap up part one on our, our near uh, discussion, which I think will at least go a couple episodes. And that's fine. That's the point of this, is that we give it the breath it requires. But the amusement park area, going leaving it the first time, uh, when it requests you to, there's a bit of a, a revelation that the, the machines are running away. The machines don't necessarily engage you. Uh, and then with what happens at the amusement park when you are eventually, you fight a boss there, uh, who's eating other machines and looks like a beautiful woman. Uh, Opera machine Yeah, what thing. the fuck is going on? Yeah. And the whole time there's there's just some flavored dialogue between 9S and 2B that comes into play on a further playthrough uh, where 9S is, is really getting confused or curious about... I, I know the following things to be true. I, I'm basically a newborn babe. He got reincarnated. He knows by the book, A through Z, this is what I know about the machines. This is how they act. And from go, this is contradicting what he knows. Uh, 2B is a killer android. is basically just trying to 
keep him on task, keep him on the mission. Uh, you run into a character named Pascal, uh, and you find a peaceful village of these machines. And, like the first thing 9S says is, "Don't trust what they're saying. You can't yeah. talk to them because, like you said earlier, they're ran- it's random. It's they don't all, mean yeah, it's yeah. all he's ever known is yeah. that these robots have to be evil. They can't possibly have their own consciousness. Can't possibly think for themselves." But as he discovered from the amusement park when he's searching through the boss's files, that's not to be true. There's yeah. something else going on here, and he's trying to come to grips with that. Uh, yes. His own curiosity gained the best of him, you could say. Right. So we should quick, briefly mention before I get into uh, what we want to leave as the stinger for this episode on your Automata, uh, is that... I've completely forgotten where I was going with that. Uh, I was going to say that that 9S from the outside appears as a whiny side character. And anyone who we have tried to ask to play near in our circle of people we know who play lots of video games, they are turned off by that character... Uh, they're t- or or at at large, people were turned off by the design of Two B. The fact that she's like in a frilly Lolita dress, uh, showing her ass all the time. Um, and we need you to understand that there's nothing pur- is without purpose yes. in this game. It's all done on uh, purpose, especially Nine S. Yes, I would make an argument that Two B sexiness doesn't have as much. Going there is on. something to do with the idea of a support unit, 9S, the idea that he is able to hack, the idea that he is able to essentially extract later on in the game, as you play as him, memories from these machines, and he is constantly faced with a contradiction to what he knows to be true. The fact that he he doesn't really mention this in the first playthrough, in the first ending, uh, but you learn later that the whole time he's being fed information that contradicts what he believes to be true and that he's not divulging this to 2B. He's giving little hints that something's not what what it's like. What do you think of this 2B? And 2B's got nothing to say about it. Yeah. and there's an arc for 9S that that stretches would, 30 hours in this I game. I would argue that uh, Nier Automata is mostly 9S's video. It's the 9S game. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with you. Yes. Um, so when you meet Pascal, you're, you're listening to 9S. You don't really know what to think anymore because you see this fully functioning, peaceful village of these machines. They're just getting by in the woods. And they're coexisting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then when you go... So then I go to leave the amusement park. And I'm not attacking anything. And I'm realizing all these fucking robots that are dressed like clowns and juggling or dancing or walking in circles, jumping around and having a good time that I just fucking ripped to shreds on my way into this amusement park are completely docile and they mean no harm to me. Yeah. Uh, Then you leave the amusement park and you're in the open city ruins and you see some robots walking in some grass. And you're like, well, I would have torn them apart an hour ago. And you walk up to them and they just walk by you. Yeah, and you're like, this is... Uh, This isn't... Something else is going on. Something's here. happening in this game, and we're going to get to and it. And we've barely scratched the surface. <laughs> we've barely scratched the surface. We will get to it uh, a little further on the next episode of Public Beta Podcast. Back into near. 
Near baby. Near Automata. Uh, so something we didn't talk about last time. We talked about the music, but we didn't really talk about Nier's abilities, the gameplay itself, what yeah. you're doing in this game. Well, it's a shame because it's very good aspects of the game, but yeah. it's it's unfortunate. It's overshadowed it's, by yeah, everything I should else. say it's yeah. unfortunate, but it's overshadowed by the absolutely balls to the wall music yeah. and uh, so you have characters. You have what is essentially an AP system. You have a certain amount of ability points represented in this game by a chip. Yes, and uh, there's some meta thing going on because yes. it's chips you're installing into 2B or 9S or 8 2 whoever you're playing. Oh, spoilers, dude. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. He's on the fucking cover. Bro. So the different <laughs> chips you get have different uh, are different sizes, and you have basically what is a, a rectangle on the screen uh, that you can slot these chips into. Yeah. And they do anything from they heal you every time you kill an enemy to... Uh, better dodging. Ship. Everything. Faster. Uh, you're invis- invincible after a dodge. You yeah. can jump higher. You can... Like, anything you can More think damage. of. More uh, damage. The um, thing I loved to stack the most was increased running speed, because one of my oh, yeah. favorite things... Is Just zooming. If you dash and then you hold it, you start running, and yeah. they do some fucking anime running, right? Yeah. So Tom if you Cruise. increase... Yeah, if you increase the speed, your character just... Sonic's out there. Zipping. Uh, <laughs> mine was all about um, health regeneration. Uh... So like I was con- as long as I was killing enemies, I was invincible. I yeah. could, I I would heal all the way. Yeah. Uh, but there are fun little uh, in jokes in the game. Like you have basically like a system thirty two file on your chipset, and if you remove it from two B, the game ends. Yeah, you get, you uh, get an extra ending because yeah. you took out. So there are twenty one joke endings in Near Automata that range from uh, literally one side quest is like, hey, we want to see what happens when an android eats this fish. And you're like, well, I'll eat the fish, and you die, and it's game over. Yeah, <laughs> it's like or like, like that. the very first uh, level, the very first open, you jump off the side of the edge. It just yeah. goes two B left, never came back. The end. Yeah, the end. There's yeah. your end. Great. <laughs> uh, so the game has a sense of humor about itself, but also keeping with the the themes of the game. Yeah, uh, and uh, much akin to. Devil May Cry, like we we're talking about earlier, it is also a hack and slash action adventure. Yeah, character action game. Character action game with it. RPG yeah. elements. You have um, your light attacks, you have your heavy attacks. Uh, 2B uses two weapons uh, a light weapon and then a heavy weapon, which range from like great swords to spears to what have you. Oh, you can uh, equip any. Two oh, right, you can equip any in any slot. Yeah, but so the you heavier have, weapons. So you have yeah. gauntlets, you have spears, you have great swords, you have light swords, katanas. Um, and, and, all, and they're all good. Yeah, there's no, there's all no fun, like standout. Yeah, yeah, they're all fun and satisfying to use. I'm a big fan of the gauntlets myself i think they're really goofy and fun just punching shit in the face uh 9s uh at a little bit of a deficit during combat as he only has one weapon slot and it's for light weapons yes but he has the extra gimmick of hacking so you hack into an enemy who doesn't have shields up i believe right um and you go into their database essentially where you do a quick bullet storm a bullet hell a bullet hell yeah you're like a little node yeah and and shooting if you destroy their core essentially they glitch out they stun and there are some boss fights with that mechanic in them later where it gets quite difficult like it actually gets pretty involved anyways yeah that's that character action game uh chips for abilities it's very Uh, fun very fluid there's nothing wrong with it at all it was i think the combat was done by platinum wasn't it uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's very complex. Which is why I'm telling you, like, go play Bayonetta and like Vanquish if you like Devil May Cry, because the the vibe is the same as yeah. Devil May Cry. Like, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Anyway, small machine carrying a white flag invites to be a nine S to Pascal's village. Um, a giant robot attacks the city. Nine uh, S is quick to point out that Pascal has set them up, as he is still very suspicious of machines. Yeah. Uh, they. Fight the Goliath and defeat it. It causes a massive blast that creates a crater in the middle of the city. 
Uh, 9S is getting all kinds of weird readings from this crater, so naturally, it's time to investigate, baby. Uh, 2B and 9S find themselves going through a series of underground tunnels that lead them to an abandoned alien ship. Yes. Ooh, baby. But um, to their horror... <laughs> sure, depending on how you I look guess, at it. Yeah, depending on how you look at it, all the aliens in there are dead. Corpses. Corpses. Yeah. Long dead. Yes. Uh, so then Adam and Eve appear shortly thereafter yes. to enlighten them that, yes, the aliens have been dead for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, the robots they built, which are the machines you've been killing, yeah. have evolved past the stage of needing them. Thus, they turned on the creators, essentially. Yeah. And here we are. So Adam and Eve are set. They want to destroy all the androids. And furthermore, they want to destroy any remnants of the humans. Yes. Uh, and they ask to be a 9S to uh, please uh, let us do research on you so we can figure shit out. 9S and 2B not down for that. And they fight. Yeah. Um, anyways, they return to command after this fight. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Adam and Eve make it, make it away. Uh, they are ordered by their command to get more details from Pascal and to not mention, of course, that the aliens are dead. It'd be really hard to uh, keep a bunch of soldiers fighting if they knew the enemy has been dead for hundreds of years. Um, it's, well, the enemy still exists, but this is... In the form of the machines. Yes. Yes. Um, um, so, yeah. they, are, they, are, uh, they go back to Pascal, who says, hey, there are other uh, civilizations of... Uh, there are other machines out there that are disconnected from the network, kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. And I know of one, and it's the Forest Kingdom. Uh, so you're sent there. There are machines. Uh, oh, dressed... lovely theme, by the way. I uh, yeah. love yes. the Forest Kingdom theme. Uh, so you find what is basically an abandoned. It's it's all city. It's all like remnants of mankind. But here's this something is more that of a looks... forest yeah. area. Uh, yes, with giant cement columns and stuff like that. What appears to be a castle. You storm it, essentially. Uh, fighting your way, uh, these machines are trying their best to stop you from finding the king. Yeah, and you can tell yeah. these are the same machines as before because there seems to be a hierarchy. You yes, know, there's and they are extremely hostile. Yeah. Unlike the machines you encounter at the amusement park or the desert, these machines don't want you there. Yes, um, but in a protective way. They're not. Yeah. They're not. They're ho- defending themselves. Yeah, they're yeah. not hostile in uh, in a sense that they're aggressive. Yeah. And it's fun to kill machines, so I guess let's just do a bunch of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you finally find the Forest King, you in fact find a tiny, tiny machine baby yeah. in a cradle. Uh, and before 2B and 9S can approach this baby and figure out what the fuck is going on, another android shows up, identified as A2, Two. and murders the baby. And then... And that's it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's at this point that... Um, Basically, uh, I think 9S says at this point, like, oh, you're A2. Like, you betrayed us. You, yeah. You're a traitor. And then A2 just You're says, a deserter or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All A2 says is it's command that's lying to you, not yeah. me. And then she just disappears. And she leaves. Yeah. Uh, so you go to command to ask about A2, why she was kicked out of the... Uh, what, what happened? Yeah, what happened? Uh, and they basically tell you it's classified. Uh, 9S is like, hey, let's, let's ask Pascal what he knows. Pascal yep. doesn't know shit. All he knows is that she's very dangerous and she is on some kind of genocidal killing spree of all machines. Yeah. Uh, so maybe stay out of her way. Uh, command then uh, says you need to go to a flooded city. There's an aircraft that needs resupplying and we need you to bodyguard it. Uh, immediately after this begins, a swarm of machines attack and a giant machine, a quote-unquote android killer, emerges from the ocean uh, that looks like kind of a kaiju, like a Godzilla I guess. Sure. Uh, this android killer went berserk, apparently, and started murdering everything, so the machines uh, threw it in the ocean. But guess what, baby? It's back. Uh, so you fight this thing. You ultimately kill it. It's a boss fight, obviously. Uh, it causes an EMP blast uh, when you destroy it, meaning the data upload is down and that the androids cannot back themselves up uh, to be to be reborn. And it's at this point that 2B and... And 9S are separated. Yes. yes. Uh, so 2B scouts uh, looking for the remaining Yorha... 
who are out in the world to see if she can pinpoint where 9S has become. Uh, she eventually finds herself in a grayscale city full of android corpses. It's a little upsetting after following a bunch of tunnels. Uh, Adam is there, and he has built this world. Adam... And this is, like, to paint a picture, this is a very modern-looking city. Yes. It's very white. There's... Maybe what the cities looked like before they were destroyed. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, Adam, of course, is researching human humans and humankind. Yes, um, so... Since then, I believe yeah. at this point he states that he and... Uh, Adam or Eve, sorry, have disconnected from the machine network. Right. To better or understand, no, he, no, yeah. he has con- disconnected from the machine network. To, but not to better him. understand the humans, he is disconnected from the network, uh, so he is able to die, so that yeah. he can feel the emotion of battle. Uh, and then Two B's like, I don't want to play these fucking yeah, and, games. And well, then, not only that, yeah. he also starts to dress himself up as human. Yeah. He tries he's got to eyeglasses on. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to understand humans as opposed to before. Where he said he just wants to destroy them. No, so he has changed since last right. time. So that's probably from disconnecting from. The and network. we're and we're jumping over ideas uh, here, like the the machines themselves at the amusement park. Uh, the machines uh, fornicating in the in the desert scene. Uh, the idea that they were forming some kind of hierarchy around a king that they had to protect. Uh, that these machines are kind of going through the the steps of human uh, evolution, yes. emotional evolution, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so to be not looking forward to uh, playing Adam's game here, but he's got nine S. Uh, so to be is forced to fight him to the death, and she wins. She kills him. Yeah. Uh, Eve goes. Fucking berserk after this. He's, uh, uh, he is still connected to the network, but it doesn't stop him from having emotions in regards to his quote unquote brother. Thus, he loses his mind for sure. So yeah. 9S is sent back uh, to, to base, basically to, to be bunker. to be redone. Yeah, because uh, he's he, all fucked up. Who knows what Adam did up. to him? Yeah, uh, it's time to wipe that dude. Uh, so they uh, both figuratively and literally. And literally. Uh, 2B learns from Pascal that there are machines in the abandoned factory from the beginning of the game. What are these machines doing there? 2B's got to investigate. She's on her own. Uh, she finds that the machines in the factory have formed a religious cult and that are trying to kill themselves. Um, no, you're, that's glossing over. They have <laughs> yeah. formed a religious cult and they have a figurehead, a priest, if you will, that... It's there. It's all the machine's connection to what they think is like a higher power. Yes. Um, the priest, however, decides that to become human, to become as because what they to view, ascend. Yeah. Yeah. Because they view hu- like they view humans as gods essentially. Right. Um, as do the androids. As do the androids. They decide the only way they can become closer to humans is also the ability to die. So the priest kills himself essentially, and since all his followers just witnessed this. They also come to the same conclusion. We must die in order yeah. to if become closer to humans. The machines have reached uh, the, basically the ultimate peak of there's nothing left for us to to learn or take part in. We have sustained ourselves. We can live. We can procreate. Uh, we've tried the hierarchy thing. What's left but religion? Yeah, we, we, uh, we will become as gods as the song. As they chant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're working your way through these uh, machines, some of which are just throwing themselves into lava pits. Yeah. Others are throwing themselves at you, uh, and you have to defend yourself. Um, not a fun time. This is kind of like a real upsetting, like they're just yeah, chanting, killing themselves. Dark. You're cutting through swaths of them. Uh, once out of the factory... Uh, any living machines... So you get a call from, like, the Resistance Well, camp. Uh, we're skipping what, over a part. I'm not sure exactly what happens here. I'm we're skipping here. over yeah. a part while you're going through the factory trying to escape. Pascal's helping you, too. Yeah. But 9S hacks in from the bunker to one of the machines to continue helping you get through different doors in various ways. 
So you're not totally alone. Right. You have 9S as kind of... You also don't know the, the exact status of 9S at this point in the game. All you know is... You just is, know he's at he, the bunker. Yeah. And, and he's, he's going to be reprogrammed or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Also, fun little fact here. If you do a little bit of uh, exploring in this factory section and you go up above some platforms, you will find the engine blade from Final Fantasy XV. Hey, there you go. Yeah. And when you equip it, your dash uh, leaves behind a blue like image of you, like an after image, just like Final Fantasy XV. Wow. Yeah, wow. I think I got that weapon. I just never used it. Yeah. Uh, right. So, after this uh, this part in the factory, uh, the machines that are outside the factory are going nuts because Eve has... Yeah, because the they're all still connected to the network, which is now more or less being controlled by Eve since he's the yes. head head of this network. And he's real mad. He's real yeah. fucking angry. <laughs> Uh, so these robots are all going so berserk because of this that the yeah. ones that are near the resistance camp, what is the one of the first places we yeah. went to. Which have, were some of the more docile machines in yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, they have started to eat the androids yeah. that were present Machines there. are eating machines. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so Tubi has to put them down. And right. then when she leaves the resistance camp, that's when she's essentially confronted by Eve. Yes. So this is the end of the game. At this point. Yes. Um, uh, Eve it looks different now. He has red eyes. It's implied that he has some sort of virus or some sort of uh, contamination. Something wrong with that guy. Yeah. Uh, 9S returns uh, from the bunker just in time to help 2B fight Eve. However, during the battle, 9S is infected by whatever was affecting Eve, and 2B is forced to kill him. Yes. 9S essentially has to say, like, I can't upload my shit to the bunker. Yeah. It would corrupt everything. You have to kill me. Yeah. So 2B... Both their blindfolds are off at this point. Um, and that's very important because it's it has more meaning down the road, and we'll get into that yeah. later. But at this point in the story... There's, there's more meaning to what happens to 9S before he returns here yes. uh, coming um, up as well. Blindfold means a few things, but at this point in the game, what I like to think it means essentially is this is finally the characters emotionally opening up for the first time. Maybe not so much 9S, but more so 2B. Yeah. Um, and it's shown 2B choking out 9S's body... Um, as she starts to cry and says, it all ends the same. Yep. And this will have much bigger implications in so, later parts. This is Route A. There this are, is Route A. There this are is five, the, yes, five endings to the game that are considered the canonical endings. But there's three playthroughs, essentially. Yes. Uh, and this so, is the end of the first of the three playthroughs. Right. So we've gone from uh, understanding that humans are on the moon fighting aliens who have machines on the Earth. The humans are using analog androids uh, to fight this machine war. We have learned that the humans... Who knows what happened to them? The aliens have been long dead. Some of these machines are trying to live peaceful lives and be on their own. All kinds of weird stuff is afoot. Um, and now here, with Adam and Eve dead, what will come next? 9S, unable to upload his consciousness, will be a fresh baby the next time we see No, him. no. Uh, uh, remember he... So, I guess this is kind of a little right. bit of a spoiler, but yeah. um, after this, you... So, I thought this only happened in the second ending, but it does happen in the first yeah, ending. Yeah, so was, after you choke yeah. out... Um, you nine, kill 9S. A, yeah. After you kill 9S and choke him... Um, he, uh, he transfers his consciousness to a nearby machine body. Yeah. So it's implied when you get to the second playthrough that he just sent his consciousness from the machine back up to the bunker and uh, is in a new yeah. in a new body. He doesn't lose his memory. It's also worth noting that, of course, uh, it's weird that an android and a machine uh, can interface with one another. Yes. There's a very, very big it, reason for yes, that. Yes, you don't yeah. think about it when you first play no. it. You just, yeah. like, whatever. It's the end of the it's the end of the end first playthrough. But this has far right. more reaching uh, 
parts later. Unfortunately, we got to call it there for today. Uh, yes. We re- rejoin part three next week. We'll be talking about the uh, B playthrough where very you play short. as nine S. Yeah, very short. Uh, short, and then of course the conclusion in uh, Route, Route C. C. One of the best. Uh, best parts of any video game I've probably yeah. ever played. It's uh, so again, fucking if, great. If this has intrigued you, what we've covered is basically a one-third of the game. Yes. Uh, there's a lot to come. We'll talk to you again next week for myself, Lee, and for Reed. That's the Public Beta Podcast for the week. Oh, hell yeah. Part three of our near automata discussion. Near automata. When we're only on route fucking B. (laughs) Yes, but it's all downhill from here in terms of sanity of the main character. Yes, not in terms Uh, of quality. In fact, I would say it goes up. It ramps up. So uh, last week we discussed the end of the game, the first ending of the game. Route A. uh, In which uh, 2B is able to... Uh, defeats Eve. Uh, 9S has become infected. He's gone back to the bunker. He shows up just in time to save her. Uh, but as he is dying... Wait, you got that in the wrong order. Uh-huh. He returns from the bunker to... He's So Tubi is fighting Eve. 9S was in the bunker. Yeah, he re- No, but you said he got infected before he went back down to Earth, which he didn't. He got okay. infected so after I... fighting Eve. Right. Yes. Yeah. So then after they defeated Eve, 9S was dying, said, I cannot upload my data because I'm infected... Yeah. 2B, you must kill me. He transfers yeah. his consciousness into nearby machines. Yeah, but this is... But we're skipping an important part. This is yeah. the first time we see their blindfolds come off. That's right. Um, 2B is crying, says it always ends this way, and this is going to have much more context later. Yes. 9S is also carrying information that you are not privy to at this point that you learn about in Route B, which is where we're headed next. Yes. So, in Route B... You are playing the game again, only you are playing you as You should say Nine that S. you were playing Route A again, except now in the right. perspective of 9S. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you switch perspectives. The game mostly plays the same. The major differences are, as we mentioned, I think, before, is that 9S only has one primary weapon and then his hacking ability. Yeah. Uh, the hacking ability opens up a bullet hell-esque minigame that you can use to do a lot of damage to enemies, if not just kill them outright. Yes. And it uh, also gives a lot of context and story bits when you're fighting boss enemies, which is really neat. Absolutely. So during the boss fights, you are hacking the bosses and doing, like, little bullet hell mini games there too and then as you do this you're unlocking memories and things pertaining to the machines you're fighting yeah. uh, this includes the Goliath at the beginning of the game this includes uh, the Opera House boss uh, at the amusement park yes and what's relevant what's what's interesting about this is that 9S isn't sharing this information with 2B. No. Uh, 9S is very curious. He's learning all these things and he's kind of keeping them to himself and based on your playthrough as 2B, the whole time he is denying it outright out loud. Orally, 9S is constantly saying they're machines, none of this means anything. Yes, but once you get into Route B, you almost begin to understand that 9S is saying this out loud. Not just to convince 2B, but almost to convince himself. Yes. Yes, which is... Fucking great. And there's a lot of... Uh, I don't know where exactly the scene happens, but there's like scenes where 9S is hanging out and he's watching machines basically live. He's seeing... Uh, there's the bucket part, which I... Is it the, the beginning very of, beginning of Route, Route B, B. You have a very quick opening where you play yeah. as a little robot who is trying to get oil to save his brother. Yeah. Um, what's great about this opening, and I actually can't believe we forgot about there for a minute, is that... I just mentioned it. Yeah, this shows <laughs> that um, the machines... 
it's like when you're playing Route A, you you kind of get the impression that the machines are only now becoming disconnected right. from the network. Yeah. After you've already made contact on Earth with the Resistance camp, and it progresses from there. Right. But this shows that this has been happening now for a little bit yes. at least. This isn't just happening now. And that 9S still has his. He's still towing the line in terms of his hatred of the machines and his primary directive while being curious. And the whole first part of the game, he's constantly telling to be. Uh, that all of this is meaningless when you realize he's been... He's privy to things that 2B isn't. Yes. Uh, so anyways, uh, the the vital moment of Route B is after the EMP goes off during that boss fight. Yeah, where two uh, characters get separated. And yes. And 2B uh, meets up with Pascal to go into the religious cult. So 9S is sinking his data... To the bunker. To the bunker. So he goes back to the bunker, essentially, in his yes. body. And he is conversing with his own pod, which are the little robots that follow you around and can shoot big lasers. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, he notices there's a data sync issue, and he dives in deeper. And you are physically doing this. You're yes. like You're basically, in a weird He's space. in his own yeah. kind of consciousness network, which he's, since he's connected to the bunker, he's connected to the overall data yes. bank. Uh, so he finds some classified files, and the pod alerts him that he should fuck off and not go into those files. But as we all... Being he's, a curious little he's boy. He's a curious fucker. Right uh, now. He does it anyways. Uh, he immediately learns that the server on the moon has no human data whatsoever. Uh, no one is alive. No, yeah, well, yeah. We should specify it's not that there's no human data. It's full of human data. He doesn't know that yet. What's that? The commander tells him that. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, yes. So, 9S is summoned by the commander shortly after this. Uh, he's back on the bunker, obviously. He's always um, been on the bunker at this point. Yes. But he's at the back, bunker during this. He's physically yeah. back now. Uh, so the commander just kind of lays it bare, man. Uh, she's just like, yeah, um, the humans are made up by Yorha uh, because the, the Yorha have the responsibility to fight for the humans. But they've been dead for a very long time. Uh, uh, well, I think we're kind of glancing over it. What she's trying to say essentially is, yes, the humans are gone. The aliens are gone. But androids still need a purpose. They still need something right. to do. So that's so, why Project Yorha was created, to give the impression that there's still something to fight for. Right. Uh, and then to further drive this home, because as, as if you haven't listened to the previous parts, uh, we're to understand that the humans have created the androids to fight the machines that were created by the aliens. Yes. Uh, we learn here that the humans were long dead before the aliens even arrived. And Route A, we learned that the aliens are have been dead for a long time as well. As well. Yeah. Uh, so the machines who became smarter than the aliens that built them are now fighting the androids who are fighting a war that for humans that haven't existed for hundreds yeah, of that not aren't, thousands that of years. aren't there anymore. Yeah, yes. So both these sides are fighting over literally nothing. Yes. Uh, um, this is a huge revelation, of course, because it renders everything you have done and will be doing to a sense meaningless, completely yes. meaningless. And this goes into the greater theme of the game yeah. later, but... So the commander tells 9S that while there are no humans on the moon, the servers there still contain information vital to the human genome. Yes. Uh, that basically any traces of mankind are in a computer on the moon. Yes, is basically what, what you learn. Uh, but there are no physical humans there. There never were. Uh, si- basically, since this, since this war as we know it has been going on, the sides that apparently are being fought for have not existed. Yes. Um, so... Uh, this will have huge. This obviously already has huge implications, but it means so much more later because 9s, you figure, you know, learning that your whole fucking existence, existence is essentially <laughs> meaningless. Yeah. You would go crazy, but he doesn't lose anything quite yet. No, but I think a big reason that is because of 2b. 
I think obviously his obvious infatuation with her is what's keeping him going. He has right. someone he cares about, so he's going to keep going. That's right. Uh, and then the commander has a line, something along the lines of like God's worth fighting for, or like something to believe in, or like yeah, uh, that that's what all this ever was. Uh, and then tells 9S basically he needs to decide what he wants to do. Uh, this is when 9S shows back up during the E fight. Uh, 9S does not uh, tell this information to 2B. No. Uh, and then he dies. <laughs> uh, transfers well, his he, consciousness into he the machines. Yes, he, um, as we'll get into Route C, he yeah. doesn't die after he transfers his consciousness to the machine and basically says, haha, I'm alive actually. He At that point, he just uploads the data from the machine to the bunker from there That's and right. gets a new body. But this does also have a big twist in this part too, but we don't get the full information for that till later. Right. So this is the second ending of Route B. Now it's time for Route C. And Route uh, C is one of the best parts of any video game I've ever so, played. So it's, we are not, in fact, replaying the game as a different character. No. Uh, Adam and Eve are dead, and the network is weaker than it's ever been. So the Yorha are going to launch a huge attack on the machines uh, to hopefully wipe them out uh, for good. When they hit the ground, they are all infected with a logic virus, uh, save 2B and 9S, who are able to barely escape. Uh, they make it back to the bunker. Wait, you're skipping... Uh, like, again, you're... you're doing a really quick summary here where we gotta die the little well, bit. I don't know what else there is to really mention Well, the here. logic virus is very similar to what 9S was getting earlier yes. when their fight against Eve. I, I thought it was implied it was yes, the same it virus. Could, yeah. It could be uh, said that the reason why they those two didn't get infected was because of their exposure to Adam and Eve. Maybe they built up some sort of resistance sure. to it. But this logic virus turned all the other Yorha units they landed with uh, a berserk. Yes. So their eyes glow red, which essentially it's a very easy way of saying very angry. Essentially, yes. And they start just killing. Well, each in other. in name the logic virus, uh, it basically you you lose your mind. You just start attacking. Yeah. So right. they run away and they yeah. have to basically upload their data back to the bunker to get back up there, which they do. Yes. Uh, when they get there and they uh, confront the commander and her guards, it turns out this logic virus has found its way back into the bunker as well. So, uh oh. Uh, they barely escape. 2B and 9S are separated uh, during their escape, being shot at by infected Yorha units. Uh, 2B lands, crash lands. She has been infected by the logic virus as well. During this part of the game, uh, you are fighting your way through basically hordes of Yorha units and machines. Uh, 2B is quick, like has like a percentage meter. As it goes down, she loses uh, control of her body, her you're ability to fight. Your, you're seeing yeah. your screen disorient. You're, yeah. you're getting scratching some... Ne- near the end of this, it's the game's almost unplayable uh, as to be... It literally um, limping towards this bridge trying to get to uh, the mall that leads to the Forest Kingdom. That's right. right. Um, as she limps through the city, uh, she comes across A2 who saves her from a Yorha attack. Uh, they face off. Uh, 2B uploads her memories into her sword. Uh, and tasks A2 with carrying out her mission uh, before more or less accepting that A2 needs to kill her at this point. Yeah. Uh, she is so infected. There's there's no saving her. Uh, well, our boy 9S is... Uh, so he's trying to catch up to her. Yeah. Um, his, under- his, his pod tells her where he yeah, picks so up on her. He's yeah. running after her. Unfortunately, 9S arrives at the worst time. So yes. he's there just late enough so he doesn't see 2B being infected and no. uploading her memories to her sword. He's only there just in time to see uh, A2 do Murder what, to be, yeah, yeah. do what she was asked and stab 2B and kill yeah. her. Uh, uh, and 9S, like, you get, like, three seconds of grieving before it turns to just complete blind rage. Yeah. Imagine, you have to put yourself in the, in the shoes of 9S at this point, though. 
Now you know there's no humans left. Now right. you know there's no aliens. The left. only thing he had to fight for was two B. Was two B, and, and he just failed. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing left for nine S. Right. There's no. Well, there's there is something left for nine S. There's revenge. Fucking now. revenge. Yeah, there's yeah. revenge now, and that's it. Uh, so he vows revenge on A two before anything more can happen. A tower rises from the ground, separating multiple the two. towers. Yes, uh, one large tower and many small uh, satellite towers. Yeah. Let's say. Uh, so at this point in the game, you switch between A2 and 9S with the pods exchanging data at certain points. Yeah, so you have the option uh, at different points to play who as you want to. Yes. A2, uh, is, let's talk about gameplay for a minute. Yeah. So A2 plays a lot like 2B. You have two primary weapons, no hacking, so you're a very combat-oriented uh, player. Yes. Uh, she has different gimmicks, and one's called Berserk Mode, where you're essentially losing health per second. But you get increased attack power. And with my setup, because I gained health from attacking, uh, just berserk mode all the time because I was replenishing it. Yes. Yeah. But there's a gameplay made for it because one of the first things you do as A2 is you're in the desert and you have to fight this really long, large centipede thing. Yeah. Um, and using berserk mode isn't really ideal there. So what I think the game at that point is trying to tell you is you could sacrifice yourself just to get a little bit closer to your goal, but... It's not really worth it. Oh. <laughs> that's, I think that's near automata. It's not really worth it. Should just be the tagline. Yeah, it's of the not game. really worth Should it. Be the tagline of the game. Um, so you don't find yourself using berserk mode a lot because you don't really need to. But it shows yeah. a lot for what kind of unit A two is, which is very combat oriented. You can tell she's there to mass destroy machines. Yes, uh, and you learn later. You learn about her origins later, and and what she is. Yeah. Uh, Whereas you could say two B is more of a scout unit. Uh, well, 9S is literally the scout, u- the recon unit, and then yeah. 2B serves her purpose. Uh, that we'll get to later. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, so the players uh, choose uh, who they want to play as first. Uh, at this point, because you've been playing as 9S for the last few hours, chances are you're going to choose A2 yeah, first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's go with that. Uh, A2 fights her way to Pascal's village, which is being attacked by machines. Because she is obligated under uh, 2B's yes. wishes, so she does have to, I shouldn't say has to, but she feels the need to check up on Pascal. 2B doesn't have a lot else going on except yeah. for killing all the machines she comes across, so she's like, yeah, why not? Uh, so and A2 shares in that. Sorry, that's what I meant. A2 is yes. that. Uh, so A2 comes across uh, Pascal's village. It's being attacked by the machine. Pascal, Pascal has hid all the children from the village in a nearby factory. This factory keeps coming back up. It's the same factory. Because the village from... is being under attack That's by right. uh, berserked machines that I've obviously are still connected to the network. Yes. Uh, so, a, a Goliath attacks them. Uh, they are able to defeat together. Pascal gets like a sweet like combat rig here, even though Pascal is just like a fucking junk yeah, robot. Yeah, she gets her own Goliath, uh, essentially, from yeah. the beginning of the game. So you get to control that for a very short period of time, yeah. which is pretty neat. Punching robots and yeah. shit. Uh, so, f- fuck Reed, all this well. They killed this Goliath, the machine threat is over, let's well, go back it's in. temporarily. Yeah, it's temporarily subsided, A2 and Pascal uh, go back to find the children have committed suicide. You said that very <laughs> weird, such a dark moment. Yes, it's, uh, Pascal's revealed that in her attempts to teach her children, like, safety, I guess. It's literally, in her own words, to teach them emotion. To teach them emotion. Yes. Like, you can't, you won't hide from something unless you fear it, right? right? So she taught these children about fear as they became disconnected from the network. But because of that, they were so afraid of dying... Well, yes. So the the the, yeah. So the 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 logic here is that I've taught you emotion. You're disconnected from the network. uh, When you have only your own life. Yes. Right. 
uh, and in teaching them emotion and fear when they thought this Goliath was going to tear them apart. Uh, and it's they show all the kids like stabbing themselves on swords and, and like they're all fucked up. Uh, Pascal just loses it, obviously. And Pas- Pascal uh, asks A2, please kill me or at least erase my memory. Right. So and you can do three things. You can agree to killing her, agree to erasing her memory, or you can just leave. You can just do nothing. Yeah. And that would be the most human thing is these robots all want to become more like humans even the androids arguably yeah the most human thing would be you can't forget and you can't just die you have to accept what happened and move yeah. on from it so and this that's, is that's evolving into a true human at that point so i want to talk more about that but i'm going to break the story bits here just to talk about something we haven't really touched on which is all the side quests in the game yeah uh now all the side quests seem they're they're very separated from the tone, some of them, uh, of the main story that's going on. There are a lot of them, and a lot of them have to do with these same themes of even before the big reveals and twists of the game of your existence and what it what it means to be an android or a robot. Uh, one such quest that always comes to mind is the, uh, hey, uh, I need to repair my leg. Okay. Uh, so you go get the, the materials and you bring them back, and you're like, the person's just like divulges the information that... Uh, I have replaced every part of my body except for this leg, and it sucks. But if I ever replace that leg, what am I? I'm not myself anymore. I've become a completely different being um, and and stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, quests that... The that, giant Goliath that you get the memory for. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, I don't remember what I was like before. I'd really like to. Yeah. So you give him, you get him his memories in one form or another. And he's just like, yeah, I didn't used to be like this. I used to be like a small machine. I was happy. Yeah. Then one day they needed like heavier firepower and they kept doing things to me and I wasn't myself anymore. I became yeah. this. It's such a heavy moment for such a seemingly easy side quest. And, and that's all the side quests in the game, though. There's none of them that leave it's you without everybody yeah. questioning what exactly makes you, you. Yes. And then as you learn the big revelations of the game and you realize that everything that you come across in this game is just existing in, in perpetually existing really for no reason. Uh, They're trying to find a reason for their existence yes. and what defines you, I guess. In yep. A way. And, you know, then obviously we aren't touching on the huge uh, philosophical implications of this game yeah. that uh, without masters, like these two sides are driven to a, an eternal war over n- literally nothing. Yes. Uh, and yeah, so, at this point in the game, yes, three options. You can walk away, you can kill Pascal, you can delete Pascal's memories. What did you do? I walked away. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I deleted Pascal's memories. No, I, I didn't feel that that's the right thing. I, no. Pascal kept talking the entire game about how we're not like the other machines. We're trying to become something more. We're right. trying to live this certain life. You're never you're doomed to repeat the same mistakes unless you accept what you did and move on from it. Right. So you you might very well be right. From my point of view in the mission, uh, it was Pascal will always, in a cyclical sense, Pascal will always do this. Pascal will always find these robots and disconnect them from the network and teach them these things. If I kill Pascal, that never has a chance of happening again. If I walk away and I leave it in Pascal's hands. Who knows what happens to Pascal at that point, right? No, but that's her yeah. choice. That's, so, I mean, his right. choice, sorry. So yeah. I'm, I'm making the choice for Pascal saying you get a redo. Uh, like but like everyone the, in the game yeah, does, right? but that's right? not the human thing at no, that point. No, but yeah. I'm not a human. 
I'm a fucking killer android in this game. Yes, so, but everything wants to be human. Uh, Pascal truly wants to be. And like then you look human. at from the the narrative point of view of A2, who was killing machine babies herself not a yeah. few hours ago, uh, and is now left right. with this left, left with this this situation. Uh, and A2 is not necessarily remorseful. She's not shedding a tear for these dead baby machines. But she's definitely realizing this. She's is, come around. She's, yeah. There's something else going on here. Yes. Something more than I initially thought. Uh, and it, it definitely opens up the character of A2 as not a one-note character. Now she's she is also curious in her own right yeah. about her own existence even as she is not, like, like you said from the beginning of the game, all we know about her is she's dangerous. We don't know her true origins. We don't know why she exists. And we don't know... A lot of things at this point. Yeah. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to cut it there. Uh, when we bring it up next time, we're going to go through 9S's part of Route C. Oh, uh, the good shit. <laughs> uh, and then we are going to uh, hopefully maybe wrap it up next week with uh, the the two endings and then the final true ending yes. of the game. Uh, yeah. There's Man, it. we got to get the next game we do. Can it be something like fun? Like something happy, <laughs> like just like man, that was cool. Yeah, video games, high fives. Not this game where it's just like, what does it all mean? What is, <laughs> what is life? <laughs> Fuck. Anyways. We will have to talk about which game we want to do next. But Nier Automata Part Four is going to be epic. It's the culmination of everything. There's a lot to go into. I dare I say we need probably a full half hour for it. Sure. Potato, and then play Sandstorm once on YouTube. Fuck yeah, dude! Fucking good. So that's kind of the news for this week. Is we want to make sure we have enough time to to close out near Automata, and then talk about the next game. Will be uh, yeah. So about. here we fucking are. And uh, last week I was we were talking about side quests and stuff like that. And I mentioned the the android with the leg. Uh, the thing I was going through there was the ship of uh, Theseus. It's the the ship keeps getting its parts replaced. At what point is it no longer the ship it was? I was trying to think of the actual term for that. It was the ship of Theseus. Mm. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> so we left off uh, with wanton uh, machine suicide uh, as A2 and Pascal yeah. uh, defend uh, defend the factory against the Goliath. Uh, they return to find the hidden children have all committed suicide as they uh, experience fear thanks to Pascal. Pascal asks you uh, to either delete uh, his, her. Pascal's his her his okay uh, memory uh, kill Pascal or or just leave. Uh, we kind of talked about what we each did there. That is it for a two at this point in the third uh, playthrough of the game. Yeah, so nine S is next. What I think is really interesting is like you're playing a two and you're automatically thinking this game is like so much better. You're like yeah. combat, hell yeah. Nine S's part in part C very much surprised me how much I ended up liking it more than a two. Yes, we'll get into that. Uh, and listen. Uh, we're going to talk about kind of at the end of all of this that there are themes and 
uh, the things where this game runs deep that we are not going to touch upon here. And I, as I put it to you, not that we can't articulate it, but it's a very different podcast if we're just running down. Here's this boss. This is what they're named. This is what they represent. This is what the real life equivalent. Uh, and this is why it's it's echo to the game. Yeah. Uh, and there's tons of videos on on YouTube that will do a much yeah, better job of that like than us. Nine so. doing this is symbolic of this and stuff like that. Yes, and it's and it's not reaching. That's the thing about near automata that when you start thinking about we start thinking about other games we're going to cover here is that on on this level and Yokotaro said it himself is the game is is nothing the game is just a means to put a, an idea in the player's head yeah. and Nier Automata is doing that at every turn on top of being an extremely fun game to play yes absolutely uh, which is why it's the, it's the it's the perfect package oh. 9S learns that there is a back door in the bunker uh, that allows but is this he's he's learning this while he's going through smaller towers though, correct? Uh yes. Yeah, yeah. so it should be said that 9S at this point he's trying to figure out what the fuck do I do and right. a bunch of on his revenge towers. mission. Yeah. He can't enter the main tower, but there's a bunch of smaller towers, so he figures I can probably enter the main tower if I yes. check out these other smaller ones. Hacking into them. So he's going into the first You one. do hack into the doors of the towers, right? He forces his way in. Essentially. They don't yes. let him in. Yeah. yeah. So as he's going up these towers, he's fighting enemies, but also getting taunted by basically these AI systems, his pods unlocking different secrets and telling it to him, such mm-hmm. as what you were just talking about. Absolutely. Uh, so what in in order? What does he learn? Uh, that the old Yorha basically give way to the new Yorha by way of a back door in the bunker in which the it is wiped. Yeah, the, uh, it's they start a new. It's letting yeah. the logic virus in from Eve. Yeah. into the bunker. Yes, which uh, is on intentional. Yes, yes, intentional. Uh, well, why would they be doing that? He also learns that androids and machines are made out of the same materials, which is just a little upsetting to 9s. Uh, and that the uh, the main tower is uh, pointed towards the moon server and is currently set to destroy the human genome and any remnants of yeah. mankind. So we should get into a little bit of these here. So when they say that it's a backdoor for a new Yorha, yeah. it's implied that basically all the combat data is going to be saved over. Right. But all of this current Yorha generation is going to be completely wiped out for a new one, yes. seemingly a better one. And the cycle is going to essentially repeat again. Obviously, this huge tower pointing at the moon might change things, but we don't know if the current cycle we're on is the first one, is the hundredth one, or anywhere in between there. The the implication of everything you see in the game is that it's more likely to be the thousandth cycle than the first, yeah, right? we don't really know. It's yes. definitely not the there's, first. There's implications eight. throughout the game that say if you reload your save or die, that it is, in fact, a different cycle a when d- you reload. A different cycle yes. of Yorha units, yeah. and... That's already crazy. Um, I, well, in the first episode, we talked about the fast travel. When, like, your consciousness just goes into a network and is loaded into another body. Yeah. What happens to the old body? What are you? Yes. You're just a consciousness. You're just um, an existence. So among that, which is also really interesting as well, Ninus is learning all these crazy things. He's climbing these towers. Mm-hmm. It's, like, not even phasing him anymore. No. I shouldn't say that because he's definitely reacting to it. But... If this was the same night as before, he'd be like breaking down, crying, and losing his no, mind. He's, now he's, he's just losing his mind. That's it. He's yeah. just he's kind of just he's kind of just laughing at all that more and more yeah. absurd, crazy things are coming. to It's life. throwing fuel on a fire. Yeah, and yes. he's just he's like, already on fire. He's like, I can't, I can't help but laugh that like all this shit has been happening. and I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, and it, it culminates uh, in in the showdown with A two, which we'll get to very very shortly. Yeah, uh, but a- when he gets to one of the top of the towers, he has to fight the old operator. Who has sure. come down and is now infected by the logic virus, and that's one of the last pushing points because 
just when you thought you found someone that you remember that there might be someone else out there, bam, they're also fucked. Now you got to yeah. get rid of them too. Yes. Uh, he very much is alone. Uh, he, he's, he has all this information, nothing really to do with it at this point as uh, 2B has, has perished. He just really wants revenge and is driven by that. There's there's nothing else driving this guy. He doesn't care about the truth there, about anything, but, whereas A2 does. Yeah, but yeah. there's still that little bit of curiosity to him in regards to the large yeah. towers pointing at the moon. Otherwise, he wouldn't be going A, a lot of this is towers. for the benefit of the player, yeah. right? It's just like it's telling, it's filling us in. Yeah, but this uh, whole section of 9S going through these towers, learning these secrets, and generally losing his mind is one of the best parts about the game, in my opinion. It's fucking great. Uh, A2 and 9S find themselves in the big tower at the same time. Uh, there is a cutscene where those those twins uh, sacrifice themselves to allow you inside. Uh, this is where 9S has to fight the two BD units. Yes. Um, so 9S here has to fight a large amount so, of... So the tower is communicating with him via an AI based on human personalities from the moon. Yeah. It is taunting him uh, at this point. And as we've talked about 9S, he's fucking completely lost at this point. Uh, it is is taunting him. It is uh, asking him if he wants to fuck to be. Uh, and basically, from the point of view, of, it's almost like breaking down the fourth wall at the player, uh, just being like, I don't know what I don't know how to even uh, encapsulate this. You have to murder a entire wave of two B units. Uh, the thing that nine S like, yeah, it's the machines trying to say to nine S like, stop bullshitting yourself. Yeah, you're not here because you have some noble goal. You're here because you like not like yeah. in a you like buns, hon. Yeah, like you want to <laughs> fuck to be, and yeah. you just want to feel important and shit like that, and yes. that's fucking real, man. Uh. So nine <laughs> S yeah. just fucking starts losing his mind yes. because this machine is purposely saying two B units at him, like on purpose to fuck with him, and like he has to kill all of them. And by the time he gets to the last one, he's stabbing her repeatedly in the chest, yeah. in the chest. Which could be symbolic for something, I'm sure, but it's more him just trying to outright deny all the things he's been faced with so far. He loses an arm during the fight, uh, tears off a nearby 2B arm to use. Uh, this immediately infects him uh, with the logic, with the logic virus. virus. He's able to hack himself and remove it. Well, um, a portion of it, at least. <laughs> yeah, enough to continue on. Yes. Uh, Machine Network's uh, conceptual personalities, I said, they question 9S, so the whole time that 9S is ascending this tower... Uh, they're basically questioning why he would be there, trying to fuck with him logically. Yeah. 9S has abandoned all logic at this point. He has one goal. Yeah. Uh, and that's really what pushes him forward. That's the only reason he makes it uh, through this. A2, also in the tower, finds a library. Uh, and basically another info dump on the aliens, the machines, uh, everything that's been happening, uh, the backup of the human genome. And then she's uh, about to learn, I think, a bit about herself. Uh, Machine Network... Uh, yeah, so the machine network has hacked itself all the way to the human server. Uh, the machines are receiving data from that. Uh, so now the Yorha, created by the humans, and the machines, created by the aliens, are both just perpetual, perpetuized. Like, this is how these machines are learning these things, basically. Yeah. This is why these machines are emulating uh, different parts of human history and getting it wrong, disconnecting from the network, and basically it's playing out the same way it did in real life. Uh, which is kind of the, the the chef's kiss of the game. Yeah, right? you uh, uh, not super important for the story, but A2 also learns here that her unit was initially sent in literally just to fucking die and yeah. get combat data. It was, it was ba yeah, her existence was, was exactly that. Was, was you are a test dummy to yeah. here to see what happens when we send you to the moon. That's why like her berserk power is a bit imperfect and she loses health. Right. 
and stuff like that. It's so, not super big for the overall plot, but uh, nice little... Interesting point here, and it's been something that's been happening for the whole Route C playthrough, is that the pod suggests to A2 uh, that she should play the personalities against each other by not fighting them. Yeah. Uh, control passes between 9S and A2 as you fight two machine bosses who have... Run. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. S- circle back to that. So, yes, sure. um, A2 at some point has to fight. She gets hacked, I believe. Yeah. And she is confronted with the overall AI of the machine network. But um, it's continually evolving because yes. it's such a sophisticated machine network. In the same way that Adam did when he came out of the Yeah, and, but yeah. now it's connected to human data, so it's evolving, evolving, growing yeah. emotion. And it's replicating because uh, it's evolving so much, and it's not just yes. a single entity. It's a whole network. So, so what, what it boils down to here, if you want to compare this to modern day, uh, is that A2 refusing to fight, the AI then turns on itself, each other. Because there's nothing else to fight. Yes. So one is just like, okay, well, let's destroy her. And then one of them's like, no, we, we need we can her learn to more yeah, from we her. We need to evolve. To evolve. And then there, the other one says, well, no, she's a threat. She can end us. Yes. So it's... So without getting too political, uh, when you when you sit in your comfy armchair scrolling through Twitter uh, with no real problems, you're not actively at war with another nation. Things are kind of good. You can go to the corner store and buy yourself a loaf of bread, play video games, jerk off porn, whatever you want to do. Uh, but you have you have no real enemy. You have no no focus in that way. You create one, whether it's the people on the other side of the aisle from you politically, or it's people that are a little stranger to you from a few thousand kilometers away. You create that animosity. Uh, and that's kind of what this is going for. Um, anyways, uh, you're presented with two machine bosses, 9S and A2, uh, reluctantly, I guess, work together to take out these bosses in a really cool fight because it just swaps between the characters just really quickly with a quick glitch of the screen. Uh, at the end, they defeat these bosses, and here we are, the showdown. Oh, They're at the top oh, of the t- tower. 9S and A2 are left alone. So before the fight, there's lots, I shouldn't say lots, but there's definitely a big revelation. One of my favorite moments is just A2 trying to explain to 9S everything that's happened. Yes. And 9S, at this point, literally can't. Most interesting, A2 tells 9S, hey, there's a cannon pointed at the moon, and it's going to destroy the rest of humankind. Something that 9S knows. And 9S just just throws his sword down and just yells, shut up. Like, I... There's nothing that you could yes. say to me that's going to turn me away from this. In A2's last uh, attempt to get 9S to basically stand down and think logically, he reveals what 2B is. 2B is actually a 2E e unit. Uh, a unit that is designed specifically to kill 9S units. 9S units are highly intelligent AIs, and because of their curiosity, Yorha has discovered that 9S's inevitably figure all of this out. They yes. figure out that the humans are dead. They figure out the aliens are dead. They figure out that their entire existence is... Feudal, and that the 2B unit is always there to take the him out. The 2E unit. The 2E Which unit. Which is on a need-to-know basis as far yes. So it's never... The thing is about 2E, you never know in the game definitively if 2E knows that humans are extinct or not. Right. It's never said outright. It's implied that they know through the beginning of the game where she goes, glory to mankind, in a very disdained kind yes. of way. Um, but yes, this is why... At the end of the route A and B, how when uh, 2B's choking out 9S, she says it always ends this way. Yeah. Because she is always designed to kill 9S. Yeah. So just like we don't know how many Even cycles... when she cares for him, yeah. this is how it inevitably ends. So just yeah. how like we know we don't know how many cycles of Yorha units we've gone through to reach our current one, yeah. we don't know how many 2B and 9S units there have been and how many times 2B's had to kill 9S. Right. 
Yes. It's... Fuck it. Anime fight. Yeah, so 9S still at this point is just like, I can't. His pod even at this point, his fucking pod is pleading to him. Like, this is not logical. You two fighting is not going to do anything to help anybody. Yeah. And 9S just yells at his pod, cease all logical function, no more talking. Until one of us is dead. Yeah, Yeah. until one of us is dead. Two endings here. You either choose to play as A2 or 9S. A2 gives you ending C. 9S gives you ending D. In uh, the, I believe this would be the A2 uh, one, she cuts 9S's arm and hacks him. The pod helps, finds the logic circus, uh, circuits rather, and she sacrifices herself to save him. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Doesn't the tower crumble at this point? Yeah. Yes. Uh, In the other ending... Uh, A2 gets the upper hand in the battle and is about to strike 9S down, is paralyzed by the memory of 2B and the side quest. Like, it's, yeah, it's the, yeah. it's the mission she's been given by 2B, or 2E, I guess we should yeah. say, which is, to, which is fucking crazy that a 2E unit would say to... Which is why it's relevant now. Yeah, what, that her... In her like dying a, breath, a 2E she's like... unit, her yeah. whole purpose is to kill 9S, and the last mission she gives to her successor, essentially, is protect 9S. Right. Uh, in her moment of... Uh, her, her lapsed moment, uh, 9S is able to stab her, falls upon her on her, on 2B sword. Yeah, kill, uh, because he finally achieved his revenge, it killed him, literally and figuratively. Yes. Uh, 9S informed by the network, the tower will uh, not launch an arc... Uh, okay, so now we're just going into the final... Uh, no, and this happens in ending D two. Okay, cool. So what? Uh, when nine S is essentially losing consciousness, the machine collective that's in the tower is saying, "Hey, we're not going to blow up the moon anymore." Instead, oh, <laughs> yes. Instead, we've collected the human genome and all the human data we could out of the bunker. We combine it with our machine data and everything we had, and we're going to launch an arc to a new a planet, peaceful arc, a peaceful arc, yeah. and hopefully we can create a newer, better. Place hopefully there. we can make a near automata too. Yeah, I think it's- <laughs> and they ask nine S, like, do you want to add your data here and yeah. essentially come with us? And you have the choice to say yes or no. Beyond that, it has no effect to the game. So you've done these four endings to the game, uh, but you do it one more time. Uh, and I think you can choose either character at this point. It doesn't matter which one. Uh, you get ending E after doing all the others. So uh, the same thing plays out based on who you choose. Yes. And the, the credits begin. The credits are quickly interrupted by the two pods uh, as they uh, discuss that all Yorha black boxes are offline. The logic virus has worked its wonders. Everyone is dead. All the Yorha androids are dead. It's time to do a new Yorha yeah, It's time to start over. Before they can start over, 9S2B and A2's data is on the loose. They cannot track it down. It's it's in the ether, so to speak. Uh, the pods disagree at this point uh, with continuing the cycle of the Yorha, and they say they feel kind of cheated and they don't want it to end like this. So in the background of all this, these pods that have had the same agency as all these other characters in the game are also making their own decisions now and deciding, like... Well, this is fucking unsatisfying. We we could we could fuck this we could fuck this up. Yeah, we could uh, bring back their bodies and give them back their memories and bring them back to life. Essentially, these three characters: A two, yeah, two uh, B, and nine S. So at this point, uh, they say that salvage, salvaging the data will be risky and lets you choose yes or no. Will you yes, will you attempt because, to save this? Because the whole point yeah. is they might just repeat what already happened. Right. Uh, Choosing yes, you engage with the true final boss, which is a bullet hell segment uh, in which you are playing as a little hacking triangle, shooting at orbs uh, as they come flying through you through a black space, including I, the, uh, the credits themselves. The credits, you have to the fight. The very them. makers of the game, you are fighting back. Yeah. Uh, you'll become, you become very uh, aware very quickly 
uh, that this is impossible. Uh, there are so many orbs on the screen, you repeatedly die. Uh, and somewhere around the, I, I don't know the exact number, I want to say like it's almost like a dozen deaths, it starts giving you the option. Uh, do you want to give up? Is this it? Yeah. So the game uh, constantly is pausing during this and taunting you, basically asking you, hey, give up. You're, you're dead. You want to yeah. give up? You want to just watch the credits? Uh, is it all pointless is another one. Yes, no. Uh, do you think games are silly little things? In which case you have to answer no. Uh, as you continue to die, uh, eventually it asks if you want help. Do you want help? Like, well, this is weird. I've died 12 times. What's this all of a sudden? It's like Dove May Cry when they kick you down to easy mode if you die too much. Uh, like, and you're yeah. like, yeah, I guess. Suddenly, in messages of encouragement written by actual other players pop up on the screen. The music swells to include the, the developers, uh, multiple people singing in different languages, uh, it's playing in the chorus of it's this It's playing game. a song called Way of the World, which is fucking beautiful. I recommend you go yeah. on and check it out on YouTube. That's all you need to know about the lyrics. <laughs> uh, and your ship itself is joined by the little ships, let's say. And this isn't this isn't AI. Like, I guess it's technically AI. But these are representations of other people in the world also playing near Automata. Yeah. That even though this is fucking pointless, there's no point in fighting against these credits. Like, you find meaning... And fighting it with other people. You yes. join in. As you're joined by other players, and it, it goes like a dozen or more players at this point, uh, when you are hit, they die in your place and allows you to continue going yeah, forward. Yeah, and you keep getting messages of encouragement while you're doing yes. this. Like, you can Especially do it. Especially if you pointless. die. Yeah. If you manage to die after this point, the entire screen fills up with messages from other players telling you, like, yeah. it, hey, keep fucking going. Keep doing it. Keep yeah. going. You can do this. Uh, Anyways, at the end of all of this, you say yes, uh, and you see the pods rebuilding the androids. A future is not something that is given to you. It is taken for yourself. The fifth and final ending of Nier Automata. And at this point, it is left up to your own imagination what happens with these three characters. And then it also asks you, so while you were doing those credits, all those players that helped you deleted their save data. They got rid of all of their data of the game just to help you so they could push you through the game. Yeah, so this is a trope that was used in the Nier, uh, yeah. the original game, to save your, your loved one in that game. It's also something that was stolen by Kingdom Hearts 3 and done fucking awful compared to this, by the way. Yes. That's, and that's Square Enix stealing from itself, just yeah. by the way. So uh, if you select yes, all of your save data, everything you did, you'll never be able to do New Game Plus or anything like that. Yeah. All of it's gone because you delete your save data to help someone else that's also in this credit segment that's getting yeah. their ass kicked. You get to leave your own message uh, and your save is completely and, deleted. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Deleting your story adds to theirs. Yeah. And it's... Okay, so that's that leads into basically the end of the conversation on Nier Automata is like, there is so... We just like summarized the story... Digging a little bit into things that we felt particularly passionate for. Everything in this game... Uh, Has such deeper is, meaning. <laughs> ...is meant to evoke some thoughts in you uh, beyond the, the game itself. Between the side quests that set up and spoil things in the main story. And you only realize after you get to that point what those side quests were preparing you for. Uh, to, like we said, the names of the bosses and characters in the game. Uh, and what they represent. Like, uh, I recommend How Near Automata Tells the Ultimate Humanist Fable by Michael Saba on uh, YouTube. 45-minute video. Uh, but he digs into all of these things that I'm yeah, talking about. But I think if we had to put it very simply, because I'm not like an English major or anything like that, I, I have a hard time <laughs> putting into words how I feel about certain things. Yes. Yeah, so, But what the main thing I would say Near Automata is trying to convey, at least to me, is even though the world and life might be scary, sometimes it might seem fucking pointless and shitty... 
we can find happiness and meaning with other people. Yeah. So philosophically, it's about uh, existentialism. Yeah. Uh, and f- finding that finding meaning. There in is life, no meaning in life, but you have to find and, it, and then finding it for yourself. The future like, is not something given yeah, to you. You have to fucking you grab have to it. You have to take it. Yeah. Take that shit. Yeah. Uh, on top of just being a phenomenal action JRPG. Uh, Near Automata, st- when you finish this game... It sticks with you. you. You're like waking up in the morning and like brushing your teeth and you're just like, fuck, that like, was heavy, yeah, that was heavy shit. Uh, on top of the performances of the characters themselves near the end of the game, which we, we didn't even really touch on, the just the, the Ninas screaming his fucking head off just looking for revenge yeah, uh, and, and contrasting that between his curiosity at the beginning and at a certain point so innocent and pure yes and at a certain point this information uh, and it, it's meaningless to him it's growing certain, up it's, yeah. it's, it's growing up it's like when you enter adulthood yes. and you realize what the world actually is and you're just like what the fuck like, uh, he learns that existence is shit he finds some meaning in revenge anything given to him after that uh, just and falls on getting tenders. revenge yeah. literally kills him. It yes. literally fucking kills him. What a game! What a, what a, what a, what a season! Uh, if you are interested in Nier Automata, I, I urge you, I implore you yeah. uh, to go to go play it. Go listen to the OST. Uh, something that we didn't really get across in the podcast uh, because of you know copyright strikes and stuff like that. We didn't want to play the fucking OST while we we're talking about it. Uh, <laughs> but go listen to City Ruins. Go listen to Way to the World. Uh, Memories of dust. Yeah, w- w- wretched weaponry. It's all good, and the it's idea and the idea that these these themes uh, that you hear again and again change. If you finish a quest, there's a different version of the song that plays, uh, and the the OSTs, the most memorable, maybe best OST in recent history, if not ever. Yeah, I'm being, it's, I'm, it's, no hyperbole. Yeah, there's no hyperbole. <laughs> it's that fucking great to have to have music play such a vital role. They made eight bit versions of every song. Yeah. <laughs> so on top of we didn't even mention that when you're <laughs> hacking as nine S, it's uh, an eight bit. The sound. music seamlessly goes from what you're the, the orchestrated. Yeah. To an eight-bit version of it, and you're constantly swapping. They created between a that. fucking language just to make these. Songs. They created a future French-Japanese language to to sing all the lyrics in. It's goddamn uh, great. There's a lot of attention to detail in this game, uh, and as Yoko Taro, Taro put it, uh, the game is just it's just a tool. The game is nothing. If I can put an idea in the in the gamer's head, uh, then I've done my job. That's that's what makes him an auteur. Uh, that I think is very much worth celebrating, yes. and Hideo Kojima, the opposite of what he is. And I'm, I'm not saying Hideo Kojima is bad. I'm no. saying on a spectrum of of video game auteurs, these two gentlemen are on the opposite sides of yeah. the fucking room. And like, there's a time and place for a game like Doom 2016, yes. and there's a time and place for a game like Near Automata. And yeah. I, that's what I fucking love about video games. There's so many ways and things you can do with it. Is is yeah. is a crazy wide world out there, man. It's it's wild. It's fucking wild. <laughs> the weight of the world. Yeah. Uh, but we have to sum it up. So that was near Automata. Uh, uh, shit, man. This that game is going to come up in conversations for the rest of this podcast history. Yeah. It's just how it is. Very curious to see where they move forward with that. I hope whatever comes next for near is something completely unrecognizable. Yeah. Uh, I want to know. I don't even want it called near. Just. Yeah. But but now that it's under the, the next Eurotano game, yes, whatever it is, uh, we're here for it. Yeah. We're waiting. But how the <laughs> fuck? The fu- like him and Corey Balrog having released two. Uh, I don't use the word masterpieces. No, I uh, would say masterpieces in God of War and Near Automata. How the fuck do you follow those games up? Like God of War at least yeah. seems a little more obvious, where it's just like more of that. But Near uh, from a from a like artistic standpoint, yeah. Is how, how do you fuck? How do you follow up the Mona Lisa? 
Yeah. <laughs> you wrote American Pie. Where do you go from there? <laughs> Name another Don McLean song. I can't. No, it, uh, like, it's going to be like a Dark Knight Returns sort of situation. It's like, yeah, that was good, yeah. but it wasn't no fucking Dark Knight. And and the fact remains that now that Nier Automata has been a critical uh, success. And a somewhat commercial success. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how, how does Square Enix's fingers get into what happens next for the series? Because... This very much has to be a project that needs to be left completely in the hands yes, of the creator. Absolutely. Uh, and like I said, when you're saying that, if you're going to leave something in Hideo Kojima's hands, you're going to get something. If you're going to leave something in Yokotaro's hands, you're going to get something completely yeah. different. But we're not. This is not to foreshadow us talking about Metal Gear Solid, which will eventually happen on this yes, podcast, probably. inevitably, uh, because there's some good shit in yes. Metal Gear Solid. Yes, there is. Um, but next, uh, we're going to talk about. What I feel is the best game of of its generation in terms of a role playing game set in a world uh, that I'm already very fond of. In my yeah. personal opinion, the penultimate first person RPG. Sure, yeah. I was going to say a Bethesda like, like when you think of Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout, blah blah blah. But we're not talking about one made by Bethesda. We're talking about a little Obsidian joint called Fuck yeah. Fallout New Vegas. Will be oh baby, oh baby, is our next uh, our next game. We will dig into Fallout New Vegas next week. We're going to talk about the characters. We'll run through the main story quests, some of the side quests, DLC. Uh, talk about all the different options and the freedom that the game gives you. And just like this conversation, if it goes four episodes, so fucking be it. It's our show. Yeah, that's how it fucking works. Thank you for listening to the Public Beta Podcast or signing up, as I like to call it. for myself, Lee, and for Reed. We'll talk to you again next week. Shout